Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. Hey, look, if you're looking to sell commercial real estate, land, apartments, or hotels, uh, reach out to me. I will get you with the right group. Uh, my website is bullrealty.com, or you can email me at michael at bullrealty.com. A lot of my listeners tell me I don't talk about my own company enough. <laughs> so there you go, listeners, and thank you for that. Well, we have an interesting show today. We're going to talk about the hotel industry and everybody knows the hotel world kind of went to the tank during COVID. Well, how's it doing now? You know, we have COVID really dissipating pretty well at the moment. Uh, here we are at the end of the first quarter of 2022. Please welcome my guest. It's Ryan Melliker. He's president and co-founder of Lodging Analytics and Research Consulting. Ryan, thanks for being with us, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So, so Ryan, as I mentioned, everybody knows that kind of the hotels went into the tank. Uh, here we are into the first quarter. How are hotels really performing right now? Let's look at kind of the, the U.S. overall first. Yeah, well, I think there's there there's some good news. You know, they definitely went into the tank. You know, we saw a precipitous decline in 2020 that we had never seen before. Um, revenue per available room or RevPAR dropped 48%, almost 50%. And keep in mind that the pandemic didn't even start until mid-March. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of it would have been much worse uh, for, for the full year otherwise. We started to see things come back earlier in the, you know, in 2021 as things bottomed, you know, in, in the first quarter of 2021 after the vaccines started to get distributed, which is encouraging. The good news right now is that we've seen some continued improvement. Um, all, all occupancy ADR and RevPAR, all three core metrics started to improve in early 2021, um, you know, through August. You even saw uh, ADR and RevPAR actually recover back to 2019 levels and slightly above them in July of 2021. However, then you had the Delta variant uh, in August and September, not, not to mention some of the leisure strength that we saw over the summer dissipate. Uh, in the fall, and you saw RevPAR pull back below 2019 levels. Average daily rates remained above 2019 levels all the way until January of 2022, when we started doing when we encountered the issues related to Omicron. Um, fortunately, as we've seen uh, in February and March, thing Omicron seems to be in the rearview mirror now, and we're back looking at levels above 2019 levels for ADR and RevPAR. Looks like it'll be there very quickly, uh, which is encouraging. So uh, overall, things are starting to recover. Pretty nicely we are pretty optimistic for recovery moving forward as well yeah well that's great news ryan and uh, i think a lot of us realize that the kind of the resorts the drive especially the drive to uh, hotels really started doing well and uh, people are really anxious to get out there and, and travel again uh, but what about the convention hotels uh, are they starting to show some signs of life they're starting to. It's early days. I mean, I think if you think about the recovery and how it's moved up till now, you know, it's been very leisure oriented, um, whether that be started off with drive to now there's been a lot more fly to we've seen air traffic really pick up. Um, so, you know, whether that drive to leisure has been tied to resorts or other locations can depend on where you really are. But resorts obviously have performed particularly well. Unfortunately, major convention demand has been sluggish. Uh, and that's because people haven't really been able to get together. 
um, during the pandemic. You saw uh, conventions canceled constantly throughout the pandemic. You know, I think if we look at the metrics going back to, uh, you know, going back to 2019, 2020, we saw a massive, massive decline, you know, um, in 2020 in overall convention booking pace. And, you know, we track the 30 largest convention centers around the U.S. Um, so if you think about those as a good metric for large, large conventions and large conferences, you know, 2022 is actually pacing up 95 percent over 2021. Um, but that's still 16 percent below 2019 levels. Um, so we're seeing a massive recovery, but it's still not where we want to be. 2023 and 2024 booking paces are only slightly below 2019 levels, and we think that, that will continue to improve. What ultimately happened is as conventions got canceled in 2020 and 2021 related to the pandemic, those those bookings ended up just getting pushed out. They weren't entirely canceled as much as postponed, and they were pushed out to 2022, 2023, and 2024. Unfortunately, during that period, you also didn't see a lot of new bookings occur because of the uncertainty surrounding the pandemic and how that would unfold. Now that we seem to feel the the market seems to have some confidence that the pandemic is behind us, or at least to a large extent behind us, uh, you're going to start to see more of those new bookings emerge. And while booking paces right now are a little bit below 2019 levels in 2023 and 2024, we wouldn't be surprised to see those catch up and be above 2019 levels as early as 2023. Um, and to give you some perspective, you know, normally we, we refer to convention demand as kind of the, the super tanker or battle ship of the hotels of, of the hotel industry it doesn't move quickly right it, usually once it falls it takes a long time to recover because those bookings are very long lead times um, usually several years out um, so the fact that we're coming back as quickly as we are is a very strong indicator for where convention demand is going to be and points to relative outperformance versus past recoveries, which is one of the things that we highlight where we think this this recovery uh, is already recovering more quickly than we've seen in the past and will continue to do so, which is very encouraging for hotel investors, hotel owners, and hotel operators. Yeah. And when you start using boat analyses, Ron, I mean, <laughs> examples, you've got my attention. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I'm glad boat. you like the super tanker. What about, uh, I'm going to ask you about just a couple of the, of the larger markets uh, to kind of get an indication there. What about New York City? How's it doing? Sure. So I think what might make sense is to kind of start with our worldview and then we can drill down into New York. Um, so our worldview is uh, relatively positive. You know, we, we generally think that occupancy this year is going to recover, grow about 4.4%, break 60% to a 60.2% level. That's still about 9% below where we were in 2019. ADR, we, we, we're very positive on ADR. We think ADRs are continuing to surprise to the upside. Um, we've got one of the most positive outlooks for ADR uh, out there. We're expecting ADR this year to be at 141.38, um, which is up 13% from last year and uh, up 8% over 2019. So we're already back above 2019 levels. RevPAR as a result will be around $85, up 18% year over year and only 2% below 2019 levels this year. And perhaps more importantly, we expect EBITDA to be up 57% this year which is only 15% below 2019 levels and values hotel values to be up about 12% this year and only and be 4% above 2019 levels. So we've already recovered to pre-pandemic valuation levels. That's, that's um, 
um, when you think strong, very yeah, exactly. And when you think about it from, and there's a lot of factors that go into that. A lot of it is the capital chasing, chasing hotel deals. A lot of it is inflation and the idea that hotels are more inflation resilient than other property types. Um, There's a variety of factors going in, but ultimately we remain very encouraged. And if you look at some of the transactions that have occurred, um, we've seen more $2 million plus per key transactions in 2021 than we ever saw before. We've seen more $1 million plus per key transactions uh, in 2021 than we ever saw before. So there's at the high end, things are moving pretty well. There's obviously some challenges in certain markets like New York. We'll get to that in a second. But I think also what's helpful is, as we mentioned, we think ADR is basically back to 2019 levels already. We expect values to be back this year. RevPAR and Hotel EBITDA, it'll be next year, 2023. And then occupancy, which is kind of interesting. We expect occupancy to stabilize below below 2019 levels. 2019 was around 66%. We think occupancy this cycle will get to around 63% in 2023, and that's where it will stay. And part of that is driven by our view that corporate transient demand isn't going to be quite as strong in this cycle as we've seen in the past. Not that it's negative. I don't want to highlight that as a negative. It's just the reality is if we're going to see more what we call a flexible work environment where people aren't in their office five days a week, you're going to see instead of three or four nights a week of corporate transient travel, it's going to be more like two or three focused on the days that their clients are in fact in the office. And as that happens, it will reduce corporate transient demand. Now, the good news with that is you're going to have more corporate transient demand on specific nights of the week, which will increase pricing power and compression. Um, and the other the other good news out of that is it will create more long weekends for leisure travel for Thursdays through Sundays. But ultimately, it will impact overall, overall demand, which is why we think occupancy stabilizes a little bit below historical, level, historical peaks. Um, that being said, when you think about New York, New York is actually out of the top 26 markets that we track. That's STR's top 25, plus Las Vegas. Las Vegas is kind of important for the hospitality industry. Why STR doesn't track it, you can ask them. Um, but it's kind of important. So we, we, we follow the top 26 markets on, on a quarterly basis. And of those 26 markets, New York is actually ranked dead last for us in terms of value recovery. Um, so it's a market that we think is going to continue to face challenges. Now, the good news with New York is we actually think... Uh, Um, We don't see value erosion from current levels. Uh, We think values have probably bottomed where they are. They're just not going to see any growth. Um, And that's driven by a few factors. One, international demand is slower to recover. Corporate transient isn't going to be as strong as, as leisure or group. Group isn't as big of a driver in New York as it is in other markets. Um, and then, more importantly, expenses. Wages across New York are are a major issue. You've got huge union labor concerns, uh, which continue to weigh on the market. And then you have a lot of supply. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but you know the, the city council and, and and Mayor Bill De Blasio before he before he left office basically put a, a new a new uh, addendum in place in the Planning and Zoning Commission that basically makes. Any new hotel that hasn't already started construction as of December of 2021 to now have to go through a special permitting process to get approval for construction. That special permitting process will basically require union labor at the hotel. Um, So it's effectively put a moratorium on hotel development. And what that did while that was going through the process is every hotel that was in planning and in the process accelerated, try to break ground and get grandfathered in. So you have a a significant amount of supply coming online in New York over the next, you know, call it three years as those hotels get developed. uh, And it's going to take some time for that to work through. Um, but w- once that's done, there's not going to be any new supply unless that unless that law changes, something that 
we don't see happening anytime soon. As a result, it will be it, will, it could get interesting down the road, but over the next call it three years, we're going to see elevated supply, and you know you're going to still deal with massive uh, labor challenges and expenses, which is why we're cautious on hotel values in New York. Yeah, and 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 not only New York but all over the country, right? Have labor issues, but especially the demands that. Uh, uh, the mayor put put on the industry there, and you mentioned uh, Vegas. Uh, what's going on out there? We 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 really like Vegas. You know, we use Moody's Analytics, Mark Zandi's company, Economy.com. I was bought by Moody's a few a few years ago as our market level for e- economic forecaster, and they've actually got late Las Vegas as the number one market for economic growth over the next five years across the U.S. Um, so strong economic growth is going to be very positive. We've talked about the pent-up leisure demand. That is very real. We've talked about the strengthening group where we're going to see, because you're going to see less corporate transient demand, people we think will be in more flexible work environment. There's going to be more reason for corporations to get their people together because they're not going to be in the, in the office as much together. And as that happens, that's good for group, which is good for Vegas as well. Vegas is one of our top markets for ref bar growth. Um, it's still a union market, so you've got expenses um, and some of those challenges tied to tied to that market as well. But ultimately, it's a market that we like a lot. Interesting. Well, you've mentioned uh, values kind of coming back in a lot of these markets. What are you seeing from cap rate trends? Um, yeah, I mean, hotel cap rates are kind of an interesting dynamic, right? You know, we estimate that in 2020, values dropped around 24%, but hotel EBITDA dropped 95%, right? So did cap rates really compress to, you know, 1% levels? You know, probably not. I think at the end of the day, hotels in the current environment have to be valued based on some level of discounted cash flow analysis or you're benchmarking to a 2019 level as opposed to current cap rates. So what you see in terms of cap rates can be misleading related to hotels. Um, I think I think if you look at current cap rates or in-place cap rates today for the hotel space, that's more of an output than an input of valuation for valuation, if you will. And you're looking much more at a DCF or relative to 2019 levels. What I can tell you is relative to 2019 levels right now, what you're seeing is cap rates that have slightly compressed. Um, you know, moving forward, we expect modest expansion. Our forecast for the U.S. cap rate expansion is about 20 basis points over the next five years, because while we expect base rates to go up meaningfully and we've got four four rate hikes built into our models over the course of 2021, 2022 alone to give you to give you a sense. Um, we think the the spread between base rates and 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 cap rates and, and hotel cap rates will compress. That's historically what we've seen happen. That's partly driven by inflation, which actually has a very has historically had a positive relationship with hotel cap rates. As as inflation goes up, cap rates actually compress, um, or, or cap rate spreads compress, which is a positive for hotels. Uh, the other side of that is just the amount of capital that's out there chasing hotel deals, where we really believe that you're going to see um, just cap, you know those spreads really compressed because of that. Um, you put all that together, and you know, and our cap rate model includes a variety of different factors. We look at foreign exchange rates, we look at um, economic activity, we we look at supply, uh, a slew of metrics that, that go into our model. But at the end of the day, we actually only see cap rates expanding roughly 20 bips relative to 2019 levels over the next five years. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I was um, at an event last night talking to a lender I know, and he was so excited because they were uh, doing a loan on a new hotel construction. So it was exciting to see uh, kind of new supply and and lenders excited about uh, putting debt on these properties. 
I'll, I'll tell you, we do we do a lot of work for specific deals for our clients, whether they be deals where their a client is looking to buy a hotel or develop a hotel and they want kind of market level benchmark forecasts and things like that, some market level granular detail. And we have been so busy over the past month. It's crazy. The number of developments that we're working on is is off the charts. Um, and it highlights that even though fundamentals aren't where they aren't where we'd like them to be, the trend line is is pretty encouraging. People are feeling good about it and access to capital is plentiful right now for hotel deals. Um, so you're going to see more and more of that. All right. Ryan, what would you leave our audience to think about moving forward? You know, what I'd leave the audience to think about is, you know, as you think about the hotel business, you know, what you've historically seen is, you know, market timing is a trip is a difficult thing to think about, right? It involves two different components, buying right, buying at the right time and selling at the right time. If you get one of those right and the other wrong, it doesn't work, right? You have to get both right. Um, so, you know, what I can tell you is I don't know when the right time to sell will be. But at the bottom of cycles is the right time to buy. Um, if you look at it from 2000, from 2011 to 2018, values increased close to 50% across the U.S. Um, we're at the bottom now. Um, so this is a great opportunity. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you values are going to grow 50% over the next over the next seven years. That's not our view because we think things have already recovered so much. Last year, last year would have been a better time than, than, than right now, but you're still going to see real growth. And when you look at that real growth, the other thing I'd highlight is that understand your markets. Every market is not created equal. Different markets are going to perform particularly well. You know, we talked about New York as an example of one that we're really pretty cautious on. San Francisco is another one that we're really pretty cautious on. But if you think about over the next five years um, where we've got values, you know, relative to 2019 levels, markets like New York, San Francisco and Chicago, we think are going to see values that still don't get to within 10 percent of uh, 2019 levels. But then if you look at markets like Tampa, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Nashville, Denver, those are markets that are all going to see values that are 20% above 2019 levels. So understanding your markets and knowing the nuances and the drivers of the different markets is really helpful in terms of determining where you want to invest. Yeah, great advice and good information. Ryan, thank you for joining us, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, if you me. like more information from them, uh, check them out. Uh, they're Lodging Analytics Research and Consulting. Their website is LARCanalytics.com. And thank you for joining us around the country. Please let us know what you think. We appreciate uh, you reaching out, and we appreciate you sharing the show. So until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing site selection and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access One, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.